Yeah. <clears throat> Welcome to the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm your host Toby Morris. Today I have a very very special guest. Welcome to the podcast, Jen Razavi. I said it good, right? You said it perfect. <laughs> I always fuck the last names up. Even if I say it before, once I get on the mic, I'm like, um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. you. Well, that's a really easy name to fuck up. Everyone what is knows. what is that last name? What is that? It's Persian. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I know you're Persian. My father is Persian. I'm Persian. <laughs> you're Persian. And so we were talking before the podcast started. So where did you grow up? Like, where were you born and stuff like that? I was born in Diamond Bar, California. Well, born in San Dimas, Grew up in Diamond Bar, California, so technically it's Los Angeles County on the very east, Los yeah. Angeles County, um, and lived there till I was 12, and then moved to Carlsbad, California when I was, yeah, 12, seventh grade, so seventh grade, middle school, high school, college. Yeah. Whatever. I don't hear, I don't hear about, like punk scenes in diamond bar or college <laughs> were there scenes there and stuff or not um you know diamond bar is where i really first got exposed to it okay uh, you know um hearing green day and blink 182 and yeah. the offspring and stuff on the radio and um you know everyone's always like did you have an older brother that showed you punk you know and i i have an older brother but he more like tool and stuff okay. so i wasn't like <laughs> my my jam um but yeah, like foo fighters and but i remember hearing green day and blink on the radio yeah not knowing that that was punk but saying to a friend i like those songs and someone's like you like punk yeah you know? yeah, yeah 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 and then a neighbor kid came over and brought all his cds and I think one of the first things that he sh like I really listened to with him was Vandal's Fear of a Punk Planet. Sick. And so that was my first introduction. But I don't know if a scene because I was too young. And yeah. I, how old I, were you then when you first heard that stuff? I mean, like fourth grade. Wow. I remember. I remember Dookie when I was really young. Damn. You know on cassette a friend had it but again i didn't know the difference between yeah, yeah, yeah like what i was listening to on the radio or on this cassette yeah but it wasn't till i got to carlsbad um in seventh grade that i just completely dove into it you kind of went backwards because you heard the stuff on the radio right then you probably went like you said the vandals maybe started going back right that's exactly the what Rones, happened and i have no shame in it Not at all you know and Awesome. Um, I learned so much through being a seventh grade girl and Blink-182 being <laughs> the thing. And, you know, coincidentally, coincidentally, I picked up a guitar about two weeks before I went to my first concert. Wow. Which was Blink-182. It was Bad Religion opening for Blink-182. Wow. <laughs> and um, my mom took me. So it just, in a, in a very short period of time, everything clicked. And yeah. I... There was no looking back. I mean, it, I saw that concert and said to Life myself, "Life changer for you." There's nothing else. Wow. Yeah. What were you listening to to before that, though? Um, like just radio shit. Just radio stuff. Yeah. I remember <laughs> the first time I bought CDs. I bought Offspring, Americana, and Mariah Carey, Butterfly at the same time. <laughs> That's amazing. So I just, you know, didn't really know. But before that, I think it was the Lion King soundtrack or something wow. like that. Yeah, you know, you're super young, yeah. I um, Well, I was born in 87. So I, I, I always say for the genre of punk that I, I really identify with or most 
identified with when starting the bomb pops, I always said, I wish I was 10 years older, mm. you know? Um, Cause like I graduated high school in 2005 five, okay. and I don't wow. know. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, everything comes around full circle. Totally. Cause here we are in 2021 and, um, you know, Blink-182 is still a very relevant yeah. band. And yeah, so is Green Day. And I don't know. It's pretty, it's true, actually. And a lot of those bands, like people gave them a shit back then for like whatever the year punk broke and punk punk rock sold out. But a lot of those bands really trickled down and helped all of us. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, especially Offspring because we were an Epitaph and they like changed the game being Offspring. And like all their success helped out other bands. So like I was happy for all those bands, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't, was an adult living through that, so I don't know, <laughs> but I'm thankful that it happened because I, back then, before the internet, when I was discovering totally. music, I don't know how I would have been exposed to that. And like, I, I was yeah. kind of ambivalent to other music before. I didn't mm-hmm. love anything. Yeah, I, I liked certain songs on the radio or the top forty. You kind of like, but I I remember hearing those songs and the feeling it gave me. Yeah. And and I didn't even catch the name of it, some, the band sometimes, because mm-hmm. that's how it was just kind of like radio's background noise. And then you hear that song and you get pumped. And then I remember someone telling me, you like punk. Yeah. yeah. And then I would tell people I like punk. And someone said, what? You like pop punk? I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, OK, I like pop punk. And yeah. I don't care. Like you know? all the categories. <laughs> so what made you pick up the guitar? Like, was it a certain band? Um, No, it was my dad played guitar and it was that i moved from diamond bar to carlsbad yeah during seventh grade so i started seventh grade in one school one city moved to carlsbad and that was the worst time to move as a kid you know for sure and i came from diamond bar you know a suburb of los angeles and we had uniforms which was great i loved because you have to worry about what you wore to school Mm -hmm. but when i wasn't wearing a uniform i my my favorite shirt was a labrador retriever shirt that i got at PetSmart, you know and i just didn't know (laughs) and then i got to carlsbad in seventh grade in um went to school in la costa that part of carlsbad and the girls in seventh grade were wearing makeup had coach bags I didn't know what Forever 21 was, but I found out really quickly. Damn. <laughs> and thinking, you know, okay, well, the Labrador Retriever shirt doesn't fly here. <laughs> the entire your favorite the, shirt. The Reeboks don't fly here. I got to figure it out. Um, wow. But luckily I, I had, I don't know, music and I, the whole scene of that too is yeah. how I shaped my style. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's changed much. <laughs> <Since then? laughs> So did you feel pressure, obviously, moving and going to that new school, right, in that new community? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just didn't want to be a part of it. I just really wanted to figure out my own thing, I think. Yeah. And so that is where guitar fit in really nicely. Yeah. It was this thing um, in the same way that I felt when I heard those songs on the radio. Yeah. When I then realized I could play them on guitar, what a power chord was. You taught yourself? Um. No, my dad taught me a little bit. Yeah. And then they saw, my parents saw that I was super into it. So they uh, got me guitar lessons. Awesome. And I spent every single day 
after school playing guitar. I didn't hang want to hang out with any friends when I, f- you know. Cool. So it was my best friend. It sounds yeah, pretty yeah. cliche, but no. I'm grateful that I picked it up at that age because I don't think that I picked that up once I did get a social life. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, group of friends. We antisocial is kind of like a homebody. I just was making a statement that I missed my friends back there and I um, was unhappy that we moved and didn't want to make friends. And, um, but then once I got comfortable with, I think playing guitar and who give me confidence. It did. It really did. And I could go out there and I knew exactly the people that I wanted to talk to, Mm -hmm. you know, other people um, that were wearing band shirts, you know, talking to the kid that's wearing a Pennywise shirt. Yeah. Maybe that guy's friend, you know, isn't that crazy? It's connected people like that. wearing like a band shirt. It's amazing. It still does. You could go anywhere in the world and I could be like, Oh, you're wearing H2O shirt. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure I could sleep on your floor. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. It's crazy though. I wonder if there's like another genre of music that has that same kind of community vibe man i don't know because i'm not really <sighs> part of one i don't know i don't like the metal scenes like who knows i, I bet know. metal you know metal shirt oh, and metallica shirt or. but that's so i don't know yeah i'm yeah. sure here's the thing at least you could go up to that person and talk to them yeah and it's a Have way a to connect with a yeah. stranger especially as an adult it's hard to do no it's true <laughs> so how were you in school did you like school i i i was good in school um i had a fear of math but loved writing and uh reading literature yeah um always always excelled in those areas and social studies and history um i did i enjoyed school a lot yeah but hated math and science (laughs) (laughs) but you graduated oh yeah graduated what was your goals um oh my gosh so i got pretty deterred i think you know i was just really into music there was first of all that was all i was going to do wanted to do so that was kind of my only goal (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. um but my parents you know really wanted me to go to college and i did uh community college and of course i was you know I'm going to take the recording arts program, mm-hmm. which the community college in Oceanside had a really good one, That's actually. Cool. So I went there and got an associate's degree and then awesome. messed around trying to get a bachelor's here and there. But um, yeah, in high school, I, it, you know, we were talking about this earlier. As much as I loved playing guitar and yep. wanted to be in a band, there were n- not any other girls. Yeah in bands that were accessible to me you know um you have distillers on you know and yeah and no doubt and there's tilt but honestly i didn't i i like all of those bands yeah but i don't avidly listen to any of those bands Mm -hmm. um you know i wanted to be like green day blink 182 yeah yeah, yeah. but i never saw that going on Mm mm-hmm so there was always this thing in the back of my mind where um, I wanted to go out there and play music, but I, I don't know how people didn't, guys didn't want to be in a band with a girl at mm. that time. I remember trying and I, the first band that I played in sort of 
we played Pennywise covers. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm still friends with um, one of the guys in the band. His name's Kevin. He's in a band called Starving Wolves. Okay. And they're a great band out of Austin. And we, um, you know, they kicked me out of the band when the singer could learn to sing and play guitar. Wow. <laughs> Definitely didn't want a girl in the band. Was Paramore around back then? That was a little later, later right? for yeah, me yeah. like i was after yeah. high school when paramore came around yeah and all the riot girl stuff it died out too as well so yeah and i again i love the history of it yeah i just you wanted the pop punk don't guy. listen to it yeah. yeah so more melodic stuff yeah totally so there was yeah so was, there was no paramore then so yeah what was the girl singing band back then it was popular it just still is no doubt was huge yeah, no doubt played my high school oh wow yeah when um, I was a senior, they MTV did a one season. I th I think it was only one season called MTV Jammed. Yeah. And the first episode, so I didn't wasn't even aware of the show. No one was. The what? first episode was no doubt. So they surprise an artist or band surprises a school. We tripping out. Wow. Yeah. So the whole day, it's like a Friday in December. I remember and. Um, the the whole day they're setting up the stage yeah. on the football field, and if you were to ask any of the teachers or the supervisors what's going on, everyone had a different answer. Someone mm. said it was a beauty pageant. Someone said, I don't even remember what else it was. So we knew something was up. But then, as soon as the bell rang, it's like three fifteen, I think was the time. <laughs> I heard spider webs. No and way, I dude. Booked it because I did. I love Tragic Kingdom. Like the, great album. You know, I I, I knew it through and through. Holy shit! They're playing Spider Webs. That's crazy. Yeah, and just booked it to the field, and they played a full set. Wow. No one knew, and the funniest thing is she came. Um, to it was that rock steady album that Hey yeah, Baby yeah. thing yeah. that I had just come out. And or was it about to come out? But she had her low rise jeans and she had her thong up over her <laughs> hips like that. Oh, and she had um, like Tank, a striped crop top. I mean, I wow. definitely loved her style so much. Still do. But the next day, <sighs> every girl came to school with the thongs. No <laughs> way, dude. Yeah. No way. They had to, to school. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, man! Yeah, that's so, incredible. I think the the principal got a lot of shit from the parents for that because for letting her dress like that. At school no, just no? I didn't. There weren't cell phones back then. You know, no one had a mm. cell phone. We, I, I missed my ride. You know, yeah. we had a carpool. Of parents the kids in the going crazy was like a dance. Oh floor? yeah, it was going crazy. Wow, yeah. it was really, really special. And um, that's amazing. I think she. I remember she said, what's up, Anaheim? I think they were trying to play it off like it was Anaheim, mm. but her high school wouldn't let them do it. Gotcha. So they, or they said, what's up, Orange County? And yeah, we're yeah. technically, Carlsbad is North San Diego County, just South of Orange County. They do that for the recording or something? Yeah, I think that they kind of played it up <laughs> like they were playing Orange County, but our principal let it happen. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt was that was a big deal back then. Holy shit! Yeah, it, incredible it, album. It really was, and um, it's hella good on that record, the, the Rocksteady one. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great song. Shout out to Tony's the best. Yeah, that's oh, amazing. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, so, so you have no doubt at your school. So that's graduation year. No, that was my freshman year. Oh shit, Jesus. Yeah, it was freshman year. Was um, wow. Um, nine eleven and. Mm. 
mm-hmm. in September, uh, and no, no doubt. doubt, I think I remember, <laughs> um, yeah, December seventh or something like that. Wow. So what? So what did you? What did you do when you get out of school? Oh man, with the community college. Were you working a job too? Or oh yeah, I worked since I was 16 mm-hmm. at just, uh, there was a place called The Village Grill in Carlsbad and a bunch of girls worked there. It was a little hamburger stand Sick. on the beach. And yeah. Um, <laughs> I, um, yeah, just really kind of started to play in bands. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, yeah. I didn't have a plan, but it was just constantly music 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 music, music. going to shows Mm -hmm. um every weekend i mean since i could drive every weekend was at soma yeah or still you disgusting fucking dog fart did you fart (laughs) a hot day with a dog fart disgusting um (laughs) so working there the i work at the hamburger spot playing shows what was your first band called you know the first (laughs) stella Oh, I just, I it came Get to me. Oh, well, it happened. Here. It happened. It's okay. A little, a little dog. Your ass is facing me, though. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it circled around to here. So, I'm so sorry. Oh, Such that's a okay. Rude. You're supposed to be the fucking. Stella. She's, she's looking she's at you like she mascot. doesn't You're care. You're supposed to be super respectful with the mascot. Okay, it's okay. Oh, I smelled it again. Right. It's okay. I, I like a lady that farts. Okay. <laughs> But not like that. <laughs> but I that's think, pretty foul. Okay, where are we at now? What oh, was your first band, band called again? So, well, the first band in, in middle school, we called ourselves Split Nation. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, I wasn't in a band. So I can really say that my first band was, is, was the Bomb Pops. Okay. But I did, you know, how I met Polly was through this rehearsal studio because i was out of high school yeah she was in high school i met her first she was 13 you were 18 or something. yeah and i <laughs> remember seeing her again hadn't ever seen girls with guitars yeah my cousin played guitar though and but she did not want to start a band she yeah. was a really good guitar player actually and she really liked led zeppelin okay. like, her two favorite bands were led zeppelin and nsync <laughs> Nice. <laughs> and she knew how to play every Led Zeppelin song. She could play all of the Jimmy Page nice. leads and stuff, but she did not want to play in a band. Like performing wasn't what she wanted to do. Okay. So, um, I ha- I did know a girl that played guitar, but when I saw Polly at that studio, I was there playing, renting like a, a rehearsal room. Yeah. And um, with some friends trying to start a band, but she was taking guitar lessons, and I saw her with a. She was playing a red BC Rich Warlock. Nice. <laughs> I'm just like, who is that little blonde girl? <laughs> but she was too young to hang out with, you know? Yeah. I yeah. was out of high school. And then I, I saw her around a bunch. And then I remember seeing her roll up in a, a car. She was driving a truck. So I thought to myself, okay, she's 16. I can okay, talk to her okay. now. Like yeah. Curving on her. <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> we, she played in a band with the teacher. Okay. It was students were in the band and he was a trip. He loved like 80s hair metal. Like Cinderella was his nice. favorite band. So he wrote these crazy songs okay. that got our chops up pretty okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they needed a bass player, but I didn't, I don't play bass. Yeah. And that's the only time I've played bass. But so technically I was in that band with her 
Um, we were called the Vodka Dolls. And the Vodka Dolls. That was his band, the you know, dolls, and yeah. we just joined it. And we we did play a couple shows. Couple shows. But that's how we started the Bomb Pops. Okay. You know, we pulled her aside and just um, showed her a lot of the stuff that I was listening to. Were you writing songs then? You were writing your Yeah, own I was writing songs, but I never showed them to anyone, mm. really. You know, I had written a few songs. Yeah. And... Then I showed her one song that I had written and recorded in my recording arts class in yeah. community college. <laughs> and, you know, why don't we start a band like this? So we ditched that guy and started the Bomb Pops. And that was named after ice cream or something? Yeah. Dylan, our old drummer, actually named Lickety the Lick band. Or something. Yeah, the Lickety Lip Bomb Pops, which okay. still to this day, if I see a bomb pop, I never see the Lickety Lick Bomb Pop. I don't know if I made that up. Yeah. If we made that up in our minds. I heard a bomb pop before we had that Lickety Lick. Yeah. Yeah. We huh. were just, we needed a band name and we saw we were getting, the yeah, ice cream truck came by and um, Dylan's <laughs> like, how about the bomb pop? I'm like, sure, that works. And that yeah. was 2007 around? Yeah. Polly and I started writing songs in 2007 um, and we wrote just every day we would hang yeah. out, play guitar and write songs for like about six months so Damn. that we could play her battle of the bands. Wow. Cause she was in We're high still school, in school still. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I would never got to play my battle of the bands, oh, okay, but I okay. went to everyone. Okay. And I, that's how I met our drummer. I would make friends with the people that played battle of the bands. That's like, amazing. I want to be their friend. And, <laughs> um, so we got to play her battle of the bands. So we, we wrote songs for it. Then we got a drummer for it then a bass bassist for it. And yeah, and we and we won. You won? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Would that be her senior year? No, that was her junior year. So what year was that that happened? 2006? Oh my gosh. Um, no, so 2000, we started, I think 2008. Okay. And then 2009, we played her Battle of the Bands again when she was a senior and we got it. Again? Yeah. <laughs> Holy and we got it shut down. Because the crazy yeah they started a, a mosh pit wow the, the punks came out because we had started playing shows around by then and um come to a, the school yeah yeah a teacher or you know someone's dad whoever was the chaperone at the thing mm -hmm. put a kid in a headlock it was just unnecessary and the whole thing was we, they stopped us from playing there's never been a battle of the bands there since holy <laughs> shit really yeah a dad thought was too aggressive or something a dad jumped yeah. In. Wow. I just threw over Fucking it. ruined everything. Yeah. But I don't understand how none of us were in high school except for her. And we all played. And you guys went and played the school they twice. They didn't look into it too much, I guess. Oh, what about um, what about the Go-Go's? No? Not, not an influence? I, no. Again, like, as I have got older, you know, yeah, I didn't yeah, listen yeah. to the Go-Go's till I was older. But it was never, I can honestly say that there wasn't a female influence influence for wow. me and i and i don't think it's a, a negative no, thing no, no. um i just when I, I i didn't see male or female yeah gender when yeah. i was looking at blink 182 for the first time yeah. except i have to lie because i saw what that what's <laughs> my age again video came out oh, i remember yeah. the first time being like oh i feel tingly like <laughs> i was like i like i i think i can pinpoint the moment that i was like yeah. i like boys i like boys that look like that yeah, yeah. but um <laughs> <laughs> but besides that i didn't see hi stella just don't fart, no, right fart here. Her, please i'll kill you i'll fart back on you <laughs> <laughs> i besides that i just didn't see it as anything different and yeah i love that it was just music that you liked 
Yeah, and I, I don't know. Yeah, and I think same goes for Polly and how we started the band. Yeah, um, it's always been that way. Mm-hmm. You know, we honestly didn't lean into. We kind of wanted to shy away from the fact that we were girls. Yeah, and you can't do that. No. Um, <laughs> I, I remember when we first signed with Red Scare. I remember Toby Jeg. Being like, why well, you guys? No, you you are girls, and it's awesome, and you're up like they're doing it. So yeah, don't shy away from it. You know, lean into it if you even want to. Like you don't. Yeah, you guys, you guys are girls. <laughs> yeah, you are girls. Do you feel? Did you feel pressure being a girl band or being coming to punk scene like that or no? Um, never felt pressure. I there was just never any doubt. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's. Maybe because we were that age when we started yeah. it. I think now if I was to do it, anything that you definitely doubt yourself. Yeah, older, totally. A really sweet spot of yeah. when you get into music and when you decide that that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because at a certain point as you get older, everything tells you yeah. that that's what you can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there's been ebbs and flows of me later in life doubting is totally. this what we want to do i remember you know we grew up on heavy dose of southern california skate punk yep. and um fat records and epitaph or really everything big deal and then when really learning of other bands in different parts of the country yep. um on the east coast or in the pop punk scene like a dillinger four band you yeah. know from the midwest or um you know, band, the, the Alkaline Trio, my yep. favorite band of all time. Chicago, yeah. And um, the Lawrence Arms as well. It's like those are bands that w- when I, you know, and I knew of them in high school. Yeah. But I don't know. We always kind of were a skate punk band. Okay. And it took me a while to figure out how to really kind of lean into different influences and, and, and play differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But that's something that I, I think we just studied and listened to music mm-hmm. that we kind of pull from everything, yeah. you know. So at first it was like influences of mostly pop punk bands. Yeah, pop punk bands but it's changed over the years. Well, not really. <laughs> once, <laughs> once we once I discovered, you know, what Fat Records was, it was it was over. Over everything, absolutely everything, and um. You know, but I also loved, you know, Saves the Day was one of my right. favorite bands. Same great band. And I, you know, being in high school from 2001 to 2005, I was there for the emo scene. And, yep. oh, I loved a lot of that, you know. Taking um, Back Sunday, Thursday, all those Love Taking Back Sunday okay. and Thursday. And um, the used newfound glory love. Oh, love newfound glory. <laughs> love newfound glory. But they were a, pop punk, but yeah, a great band. A love yeah. since I was first seventh grade you know wow and um they came hand in hand like with blink and stuff they, they did same, yeah they've kind of re- they were always able to go mm-hmm. uh, different ways and with the hardcore yeah, and both stuff. sides yeah um but yeah and then i i really loved thrice okay thrice yeah yeah and coding cambria and so i definitely embraced a lot of that mm-hmm. scene i think i drew the line at screamo what about my cam you know i didn't really that was right there but it was so blown up yeah and like immediately 
Whereas, I don't know, the Good Charlotte, for example, mm-hmm. I loved the first Good Charlotte, the self-titled yeah. one. Mm-hmm. And then it was just huge and everywhere. Yeah. I didn't have any, I didn't identify with My Chemical Romance bef- until they were just huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also it was very um, trendy, Yeah, you know, and I... I hate but, saying but, this. But, but going back, but going back to Blink, they were trendy too, and that's what got you exactly. Into it. I hate saying that. Yeah. Because by then, you, and you, I was a senior, and I had identified, it, yeah. and this is my thing. Yeah. And so when everyone's coming to school with my chemical like, romance I've been into stuff, this shit before. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's just me. I hear you. Yeah. I've been through that. AFI too. You probably like. Oh, I loved it. AFI. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that totally. I really did. And Josh and Neil uh, are rhythm section they grew up in the high desert and love um love 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 afi Mm -hmm. and actually once they were in a played a cover set for this art show um something jessica louise okay um i think invited me and then they also got invited to play they were a halloween cover set and they said they got went like word the day before that there was a special guest who wanted to sing and it was Davey Havoc. Wow. Oh gosh, I forgot what song they sang. What they sang. And then Adam mm-hmm. um, played drums. Yep. And so. That's cool. Adam Woolard. And you were there now. Yeah, I was there, but it was the best was watching <laughs> Josh and Neil freak out, freak out over that. Yeah. What song was the cover song? They, I, did, they did a cover song. Um, they didn't do Halloween. They would oh. was something in that realm, right? No, he wanted he. I forget what it was. I wish I could remember. You like black audio too? I n- I never listened to. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So just kind of dove into everything. Yeah. So then, fast forward. You get well. The first record came out with two thousand ten. Like I care. Yeah, we had two EPs okay. on Red Scare, and then we had several lineup changes. Yeah, and we had a self-titled, uh, our self-released EP, and then yeah, Fat Records came along much later. We've been a b- band longer than it seems, mm. kind of, you know. Yeah, because you have Stole the TV EP, um, Can of Worms, mm-hmm. right? It's an EP too. Yeah, so three EPs. And then Fear of Missing Out was the album, and the Fear of Missing Out was the was album. 2017. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and that was you know. I used to have a Fat Records button, like a that I would wear all the time, and I just wore it every day. I'd put it on every outfit. This is before you signed to the oh, whatever. before yeah, I think before the right before the bomb pops, and yeah. I just knew I'd be on Fat Records. Really? I don't know, or I just put that out. I just put that out there. I, the out there. Yeah, I don't did. think I woke up one day of my life not thinking about it wow you know i don't (laughs) was that a goal for your band you thought oh yeah okay and you know paulie and i growing up um more or less together yeah playing music and then aligning with josh and neil who have grown up together they've known each other since kindergarten yeah have played music together since they started playing music Mm -hmm. you know 11 or 12 and they're the perfect rhythm section yeah. and they grew up on fat records okay so you know having four people come together that have this one yeah. love is a pretty unique thing yeah so what year did that happen so that was when did you guys get signed how that happened to, fat records? oh um 2017 well so we 
weren't on fat records, but we really became close with no effects mm-hmm. and all a lot of bands on fat records that um kind of like the new school of fat records teenage bottle rocket oh, yeah, yeah. and the flatliners and um we so we we would go and hand out burn cds and hand them out Sick. and at warp tour or yeah festivals or awesome. shows yeah. paulie and i and i don't know somewhere along the line we got introduced to kent and okay. you know we knew Kent was the guy, so we would. No effects is tour manager sound. Yes, right? yeah, Kent yeah. Jameson, and so we would. I mean, just harass him, and I think he kind of, you know, thought it was funny. And at one point, we saw him, and he said, "Okay, I've got a, I've got a gig for you guys one day." And I mean, I think I got his email and emailed him. Wow. And, and Polly's dad plays golf, and there's a pro golf at a golf course okay. and i think we we used that we knew kent golfed so we're like tell him we can yeah, get him yeah, golf yeah. you know it definitely <laughs> we used every angle he's like okay what's up and so yeah so then we opened for no effects several times we wow. were always we played with bad religion early on okay um which was incredible i remember sure, it's like thinking, a dream for you i remember thinking nothing else could happen and i'm fine Damn. you know and um and so yeah, we, we became kind of weirdly close with no effects. I don't know if they just thought that we were, <laughs> what are these young girls? We weren't, we looked really young and just yeah. kind of, I don't know. We were always <laughs> lurking around. And, uh, you know, so early on, no, Fat Mike was super cool to us. And he, um, uh, so we would send him stuff that we were when we recorded it. So okay. we sent him the self release, the two songs, Can of Worm on the Can of Worms EP. Yeah, and we worked with a producer on that with Lawrence Katz from the Boss Tones. Oh, nice, Lawrence. Yeah, Wolf. and cool. we sent that to Fat Mike, and we just were sure that you know they'd want to sign us, <laughs> and he he always responded. So okay. which is kind of a leg up on some things because mm-hmm. you always want fat mike to listen do you know no he, he does listen to yeah, a lot of stuff but attention. he wrote us back and said this is good but not great keep working on it you know wow. and then at one point um you guys bumped at that react the response no i mean we were stoked that he said it was good because yeah, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. says what he thinks uh-huh. he definitely you know doesn't hold back mm-hmm. and at one point he told us you know this is in 2012 so this was before that he said hey you guys are great kids uh <laughs> but uh you know I, I think i want tony sly to produce you and um so he had this vision for tony sly to come in and help us with our songs Who and is that? tony sly from noise for a name okay and um which is w- one of my favorite bands okay and that was like gonna happen and then tony sly passed away oh, in right. july right. that same year damn so and we played with tony sly at punk rock bowling that year and i heard that name yeah wow. so that was that was kind of you know so that didn't happen and then we just kept on doing our thing Going, yeah but then when we decided to make this full length we just we love our band i don't know we yeah. write songs that we like um so we recorded it and uh, with the intention, hey, well, of course we're gonna send it to Fat Mike if he likes it. If Fat Records likes it, yep. Um, because they all have a say. Yeah. There. And Aaron and Mike have to like a band for it to totally be on the label. And um, if not, you know what? 
someone will put it out or we'll put it out ourselves because yeah. we just had that confidence. So we did it. And when it was all mixed and mastered and we sent it to Fat Mike and Fat Records and Fat Mike said, congratulations, you made a perfect album. It'd be my honor to put it out. Wow. And then he just called us and... Um, Holy shit, that's amazing. Yeah, so it was a, literally a dream come true. Wow. Yeah, just getting that phone you freaking call. freaking out? Was it like... like yeah, I always remember thinking because I knew that we'd be on Fat Records. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> where would we be when we got that call. Yeah, and I happened to be in Italy at the time. Oh shit! Because I played with a band for a summer in Italy, a Venetian band. Okay. <laughs> called Rumatera, and that's a whole other thing. But <laughs> I was over there, and what is, what is it? What's the name of the Venetian band? Rumatera. So they're a, a Venetian band. Which means what? Um. Venice, it's the region of Venice. It's called Veneto. So it's the north, um, northeastern part of Italy. Okay. Um, and the, the Venetian is a dialect of Italian. Okay. So they sing in Venetian, which is different than singing in Italian. And they're actually one of the only bands that does it. That's not kind of a traditional. And you had to learn how to sing like that. No, I didn't learn anything. Oh, I playing? just played guitar. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, I the whole time I didn't know anyone. I didn't know the language. Wow, stripped yeah. out. How long was that tour for? I was there for six months, but six months. It was yeah. Oh, shit. But it was um, <laughs> it was only thirty something shows because. They just tour that region and they don't play, say, a festival like Punk in the Park or yeah. Punk Rock Bowling or even over there, um, you know, what are the ones down, any big festival. In, yeah, in yeah, yeah. They play the the town's festival. Every town in Italy. Town Square or something. Yeah. yeah they have a summer festival. Wow. That's, from, oh, wow. <laughs> May to September, they play like. The Noki Festival of uh, Katsago or So there's people walking by shopping and stuff? Or no, it's just a big, they played like 5,000 people wow. or more. And it's, it's the event of the summer in that town when this band comes and plays. And how did you get that gig? Oh, I met them at the Redwood Bar when I was playing <laughs> with another band that I was in for a while called Payoff. And they they needed to bring back a guitar player. They They wanted to bring an American guitar player to be in their band um to show them the italian dream and the whole thing was sponsored by aperol okay. aperol spritz which is a cocktail <laughs> that's um the cocktail of the region Jeez. it's really popular wow. here now too yeah it's so, a wild gig so yeah i happen to be you know we recorded the bomb pops album right before i left because okay. uh, we hadn't really done anything yeah. we did a couple eps and just kind of waiting around to see like what to do yeah. and then i'm i decided to go there and like who knows what's gonna happen so we recorded that album and i was in italy and i ha we I, we didn't have a show that day so i but by myself i took a train to milan to see Lagwagon and no use for a name nice and versus the world and it rained so hard that day that one band played useless id played two songs and then stopped Lagwagon, and the whole thing was canceled damn so I was hanging out with Lagwagon and Useless ID when we got the, or I got the call from Fat Mike wow. and he called Polly and we did a con, you know, three-way call. So it was pretty surreal to be there with Lagwagon yeah, and Useless ID and a couple of fat bands in Italy. Yeah. And later 
Yotam from Useless ID produced our next album. Okay. So it's just really full circle yeah. stuff. So you've been on the you know? how, so you've been, how many records you have in fat? Two. Okay. Yeah. So that's um, amazing. It's been great being there in a whole different world. It's right? like feels is like it your dream a come true, that kind of thing. Like it totally is. It one hundred percent is, and I love everything that they do, the way that they operate. Um, Fat Mike can just be a <laughs> just he's such an <laughs> eccentric person. I love him to death. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know he's he's Fat Mike, um, but yeah. he does things like no one else does. Yeah. You know. So this your this was your one kind of goal and dream to be on Fat Records, and, mm-hmm. and you, that's happened. That's yeah. amazing. You thought about playing me? I'm gonna be on Fat Records someday. Yeah, and that's then, amazing. Then it's like, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we should headline our own tour. You know? Yeah. So that hasn't happened yet. Well, we had our our <laughs> 2020 was supposed to 2020. Happen. Our we hadn't we hadn't <laughs> even we hadn't we've sold out a few shows here and there in L.A. Mm-hmm. and you know some places but we normally are a support band and our album came out march 13th friday the 13th of march 2020 our record release tour was supposed to happen on the 15th or 16th and we had most of the tour was sold out we never like we're seeing our our name and we were headlining and sold out on most of this tour and it never happened so so is it moved to next year or something or no? That tour, we haven't even really. You should do it again. Put it it up. Yeah, people are buying tickets fast right now for shows. We're in, it's just people are excited. Yeah, I mean we can talk about it because we're playing Punk in the yeah, Park Punk together. Yeah, Punk in the Park, May 29th. May 29th in Arizona. I'm excited for a show ever in a year and a half I almost. I mean, what do you think it's going to be like? I'm nervous. I'm anxious. I know this. They're going to sell four thousand tickets in a ten thousand cap. That's what they're doing. So it's at. Yeah, not, not full capacity. Yeah, full 4,000 is still great, though. That's great. It's going to be hot as fuck. It's outside. Dude. It's probably going to be a barricade. I'm not going to probably hand the mic to the crowd like I usually do. <laughs> yeah. I'm little, not right now. That's too soon for that because I'm a germ collector. Yeah. But it's exciting. This is a great lineup. It's us, you guys. Food of Glow Skulls, Strung Out, Face to Face, Pennywise. Yeah. Who else? Uh, Good Riddance. Good Riddance. Slaughterhouse, who I never heard of. Yeah, I haven't either. But I like that because... It was a rock we're band usually, called Slaughterhouse. It was a hip hop band. What? Oh, because we're usually the opener. Yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, there's someone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Slaughterhouse. Yeah. No, that's gonna be that's the first show back. It's exciting. Man. I'm so excited. Outside, like it's gonna be. I think I'll cry. I don't know what it's gonna feel like. I um, might cry. Yeah. Definitely, it's gonna be an emotional thing. Um, been, when's the last time you played a show? Well, we didn't play any show since in 2020. So yeah. the last show we played was um, November 20. 19 Damn. with um save ferris wow i remember save ferris yeah band. you know it's at that um place in Irvine or in garden grove there's an amphitheater and then yep. there's a place called the locker room yep and inside the locker room it was youth of today oh was, uh, is there a gnat in here there is weird, it's, so it's okay no it's okay it's a dog farting it's, a fucking <laughs> gnat on you. maybe it's, it's me. a fucking animal house in here oh um, uh, yeah the locker room's dope were you there at that show nah i played okay. it before it's a great spot i had no idea and it's a sick spot it oh, was really the same cool time as you? yeah so we were playing the amphitheater oh, wow and then I, I mean i'd never been there the amphitheater's gorgeous it's great but it's also kind of weird because you stand up it's an interesting spot yeah but it's beautiful and the sound is really yeah. great and then but the locker room i was well, I want to play here. It's a dope spot. All ages. It's hot as fuck in there too. Uh, yeah. 
hot as fuck. We, the walls, the stuff that you can't do right now. Walls are dripping. I know, man. You walk in there. I mean, that's what it's all about. You I can know. I do miss that. Taste the people in yeah. the room. No, literally <laughs> smell them. Um, we had a sold out show there last year. It was Death by Stereo, H2O, and Gorilla Biscuits. It never happened. Oh. So now I heard, I don't know I can't say it on here. Yeah. I heard it's happening this year. The same show. Oh, Outdoors. I hope it is. It's uh, a cool show. At the, um, at the amphitheater. Mm-hmm. You can move it into the locker room. No. It's a, <laughs> and then my birthday shows from last year, all this year. So October 7th and 8th in New Jersey and the 9th in New York. So are you excited. celebrating your... 51st now, yeah. Oh, your 50th was last year. Last year. Lockdown. You, sk- <laughs> you skipped the big 5-0. I know, man. Happened to a couple of my friends. It was kind of weird. Yeah. I sat in my yard and then my wife had all my friends come by in their cars and honk the horn at me and shit. Oh, I just... I know. That's sweet, but that makes me really tear up. I, I mean. know. I'm excited to play music. I don't know how it's going to be. I think people are super excited to get out and see live music, man. It's, it's so healing. I think it's going to be interesting for a band like H2O because people are in your face. Yeah. You know, people really want to get up there and, 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 and share and, their spit and, and jump sh- on me and headlock me and all that stuff. Because yeah. at one point, you know, you want that. And I think you, I know. you forget. Because, oh, I, I played a show, acoustic show at Alex's bar. Yeah, how was that? Uh, um, it was, that was very emotional. It was roped. They have a great setup outside, okay. by the way. And um, so it's little stage, it's roped off. And they did a good job of capacity. Yeah. But um, I saw a group of f- fans of the band and some friends. And once I walked in there, I saw them. I started crying, Damn. tearing up. But... I don't so weird. think I'd have been comfortable. I'm fully vaccinated and was then. Yeah. I, it's the only reason I felt good about it. Because as much as... Are you as, masked up on stage singing? No. No, no, no. no. I do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but you're masked at your table. Or not at your table. If you get up. Yeah. But that's the thing is you have a couple of drinks and forget. Or you get <laughs> up and... I don't know. You just get excited to see someone. I know. And you stand up and that's what it was. I saw those people. I remember thinking, I'm not going to hug anyone. Yep. And then I hugged them all. <laughs> I know, man. I'm saying that now. I'm not going to give the mic to anybody. But, dude, I don't know, man, what's going to happen in the moment, you know? Yeah. It's exciting. It's Wasn't it so weird that we even have to... You even have to talk about talk this. Talk about it and think about because it. Because I never wanted this to be a forever normal thing. Like, the mass and just everything, how we lived. I knew someday we'd come to these things where we'd start playing shows again. But I didn't want to... Be, of course, I'd be nervous. We've been locked down for a year. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... Yeah. We're programmed different now, man. We are. And that's... Th- I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it either. I remember thinking <laughs> when uh, masks came into play and everyone had to wear a mask yeah. and talking about when we get out of this, what will it look like? Well, everyone's going to have to wear a mask. We can go back to doing things, but everyone's going to have a mask or they're going to check your temperature at every Show. place you go into. Yeah. A restaurant or get, getting your hair yeah. done or whatever. And now we're living that. But I remember when that was, I cried. I thought to myself, I, how, I, how do we all live like that? I know. But here we are where, you know, people, humans are, can adapt to a yeah, lot of can. things. But, but I don't think we're going to be in the mask forever. I think that maybe by the end of this year, it's depending on like the herd immunity and all the stuff that's happening. Yeah. Things are happening fast. Things are happening fast. And, you know, it's just important that everybody. Respects everybody. Respects everyone. And that's the mm-hmm. problem. But. I know. Yeah. It's it's interesting time. It's also just for being in a band, it's the first thing to go. 
and the last thing to it's not that crazy really man? come back we're like the lowest on the list the whole time <laughs> nobody could care, care about us man it's crazy and and it's the most i think the most important thing is live music that's because not because you play and we do it i don't know just like that that connection with humans and the, i don't know it's an emotional it's a it can be a religious experience for people i don't know it is and um you know it's just really i think though there's gonna be a resurgence of the punk diy punk scene or the punkness to it because you know underground shows underground shows Picking, awesome. uh, you know, warehouse shows or industrial parks. I saw some this weekend shows. online. Saw those the second one in a row. I saw outdoor huge circle pit. You see the LA show? No. I saw it twice. Saw another one this weekend. Somebody posted. It's going see, on. And that's, you know, who's going to really stop that stuff? I think people just see, getting, seeing people together. Yeah. I mean, people don't have to go where they want to go. I understand. So yeah. your choice to go. Or go and, you know, wear a mask or whatever. But whatever makes you feel comfortable. I think also like house shows. Um, it's going I'm, down. I'm, I'm, when we were a band that never quite did the thing in terms of we weren't making, you know, money. Or yeah. sometimes you come home and you can pay your rent and you make enough to keep the band afloat. But yeah. we all have jobs, you yeah. know. And so to come, so in a way, we're it's it's a good spot because um, we have our stuff set up. Like we work to support our music habit yeah and now i don't know i think we, we we also don't have that status of we need to sell out a certain capacity club so we can get in there and i don't know play someone's house play yeah. someone's thing venmo yeah. us donation anytime we've done a show that's like donation based you make more money than your guarantee you know it's true <laughs> let's do a donation people go above and beyond tour. for that yeah yeah so what so what's your so the next show is that is that the only thing i booked this yeah. year yeah and then the punk in the park in november oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. november 6th and then um maybe punk rock bowling yeah we never maybe know punk yeah rock bowling we have something else can't announce it yet but that's great and then i will kind of hint because we do have a fun experience with the band right. uh, a, a version of that of yeah that. it's um like the liquid death when you did, did for us thank you yes that was so it's more like a mini doc vibe than it's just a regular live show totally and that was really really fun oh seeing <laughs> you guys play in the garage being with a band playing <laughs> was such um a, a unique experience during this time you never thought it would be yeah you know yeah I mean, I still get stoked when I, if you walk into a band sound checking or mm -hmm. anything like that, but being at a band's rehearsal, essentially, I was at your rehearsal the day before yeah. and, um, yeah, that was fun. It was really special. And, uh, it just was the most real about everything that was there the day w when you were, you know, rehearsing and getting together, you guys are just those people, yeah. you know, and it was Thank really you. nice and refreshing and kind that of was really fun. brought me back down to that's what it's like to be in a band. You guys mm -hmm. are what it's like to be in a band. Thank you. Because I could, <laughs> there's never, <laughs> there's never one of you wasn't kind of throwing shade at the other one. No, we break each other's balls and shit, but we're together 26 Totally, years. but yeah. it was, I mean, you know when you walk in yeah. and you're around a band for just enough, m totally. few minutes. or The, the dynamics of yeah, all that shit. Okay, yeah, okay, drummer and so-and-so and, -so yeah. and <laughs> this person's power trip and this person. Yeah. And a lot of bands are, are that way and, I mean, you guys are, it's just like the real 
still genuinely enjoy each other through and through. Thank you. Which was really nice to see. Yeah, we're lucky. That was really fun. It came out wonderful. I was so happy with the finished product and yeah. hopefully we drop a live record with it too, for sure. Heck yeah. So you yeah. do the same thing. So what is your vibe? So what's, what's your deal? Well, I'll leave it kind of uh, mysterious at this point, but <laughs> the, the one thing I will say is we, you know, we've released three music videos before Death in Venice Beach came out yeah. last year. And the whole record has a vibe. Okay. And, um, you know, I, it is a concept album that didn't, wasn't intentionally a concept album, yeah. but you know, I write half the songs and Polly writes half the songs. And when we came together with this collection of songs, they just really told a story. Yeah. Um, and mine did independently of hers and hers did independently of mine. But That's when cool. you put them together, there was this really, um, uh, a, a lot of visuals keep coming to mind. So, yeah. And that album, we had such a great time, the whole process of it, recording it. Yeah. We were all so proud of it. Um, that when, you know, the moment when you finish recording, it's kind of sad. Yeah. You kind of so, have to yeah. put it away. And I don't know, you just work on them like they're your babies and yeah. um, every, attention to detail. Well, that we recorded and then we mixed it. There was a long process between actually recording it and be, finish being mixed and mastered. Yeah. But when that was done, I was sad again. And I just, I think the story, the, the songs had more of, story to tell yeah and then that's kind of why we decided hey okay now we're done with the musical part of it yeah let's put a a, a visual to this whole thing and a lot of it we leaned into los angeles we always have even yeah. though paulie and i are from san north san diego and the guys are from the high desert we've lived in la for so long now and um L LA there's just an, an escapism here I mean just the fact movies are made here yeah. um uh anything is here anything totally. is possible here all the terrible things you hear about LA are here yeah <laughs> but all of the wonderful things are here and things that you don't even know it's just a magical place and yeah so kind of using that as a base of our visuals and then the album became titled Death in Venice Beach so tying that into a visual storylines and they each each video has a different story and one for the first song is based loosely based off of Mulholland Drive and David Lynch okay. type feel and then the second one that's Notre Dame and the second single Double Arrows Down is a, a song about Polly's um struggle with type 1 diabetes which oh, she wow. has yeah and so it's a really personal song um nobody sings about diabetes usually That's no it's, cool. it's it's and it's a really misunderstood um disease because of type 2 diabetes which okay. you can develop okay. later in life from a lot of times poor lifestyle diet, yeah, diet. Yeah, 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 yeah. but type 1 you're born with it okay. you know there's no you and you have to have it's insulin for to, it's for life wow and so but people a lot of people don't know that. I, I don't know that really. Yeah. yeah. So um, there's, you know, a lot. Oh, if you just eat, if you don't eat sugar, if you eat well, or if you exercise, then you can, you won't have diabetes. It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. Okay. So it's, a, it's an internal struggle of hers. And it's it's great that um, we were able to bring it to yeah, light cool with to that song. Yeah. yeah. But so we wanted, she's kind of this thing where she's in a, 
a hospital type room but we're like how can because every band every story has the whole band in it these little kind of like movies and so for that one we have her and she's in this place that she can't get out of and medical type facility nightmare basically so we then take it to the we wanted to incorporate movies in all of these things and so we took it to like a heist level okay it's like what if she's we have to bust her out of this place Mm -hmm. so you know i became i was the mastermind and uh neil is the um the tech so he does the (laughs) you know hack the hacker and then josh is the getaway driver and we pulled from all these different movie scenes so it's awesome and then the third one uh for zero remorse we did a kind of um uh uh, like hillbill type of vibe okay. thing. Um, so it's another, but there's a James, Bo- heavy James Bond thing, heavy like faster pussycat kill kill That's vibes. Cool. And we had the safari in too. Was that you there? Oh, that was our photo shoot oh, that, that we great. did yeah. there. So True romance hotel. we yeah. just wanted to lean into that. I love that because a lot of people, I don't know if you clean, if you're an LA band, can you claim like an LA band? There's great LA band, punk LA bands, yeah. but they also kind of get, I don't know, the Sunset Strip and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we wanted to just, and going back to that thing about not playing up being a girl, like yeah. let's play into it, you know, let's mm-hmm. just go there. Um, and it was a lot of fun just dressing cool. up and kind of putting another spin to it. So same way with the H2O live stream, Yep. you know, um, having it, um, uh, I don't know, not feel like you're playing to an empty stage. Exactly. That's the, the main goal and having yeah, a cool hard. location. But we also wanted to uh, tie in a little bit of escapism and in, in, in yeah. fantasy. So that's why, I mean, I don't can't really talk about our location or anything, <laughs> it's but good. it's really cool. And um, uh, Ben Pierre directed it. Shout out to Ben ours too, yeah. yeah. Lovely human. Yes. And it's, I'm, I can't, there's a lot of special things that we did. So you've seen it's all done now. You've seen everything. Oh, uh, it's not. No. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Yeah. And when do you think it's coming out? Um, very soon. Yeah. Um, very soon. Very soon. So yeah. just, I mean, if you want to just follow our socials, we'll be yeah. talking about it soon. But that's exciting, right? It's really exciting, and you know we haven't done that much, so it's nice to be fully de- like. Um, it's like a piece of art you put out. Like, yeah. So I feel like we did the stream. We put something out there, like something. Totally. And people have a more appreciation for that these things now. Yeah. Um, in the same way, here we are. Like, we are musicians, but now we're we had to become content creators yeah, in 2020. Totally. It's yeah. like you're good. You're great because you are you a, a fun presence on Instagram. You're yourself. You're Thank real. You. you have your podcast, which is yourself, and you're real. And your family is a part of it and your friends, like we know all of your friends, you know, but so it's, I think that you did really well, but you're just, you've always been doing that. Trying. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Before the internet. Yeah. But you know, I think it's like, I don't know. People want to to be involved, but think about some bands that don't have that, especially older bands that have been around a long time. And it's like, Oh, now you have to do shit on my phone. Do shit, yeah. What's, what's social media? Yeah, I don't yeah, have yeah. to make these videos, and then there's TikTok, and then there's this and that. <laughs> yeah. and it's it's a like, lot to keep up with. Yeah, and we're not movie makers. We're, we're not. We're in music a makers. Yeah, band. Yeah, so it's true. It's been hard, and you know what? All that stuff is fun, like the music videos, 
the um, photo shoots and all the stuff, but it's, and <laughs> music videos and photo shoots, like, you know, the, <laughs> the stuff behind the scenes. It's are, feeling is, a void of not playing live. Yeah, but <laughs> that's only worth it when the payoff is playing a show. Totally. So when you're constantly build up. Yeah. creating and doing this and you're doing all of this work, but you never get to do the thing. Mm-hmm. It, you, I, it's, it is weird. It's draining and it's frustrating I, sometimes. Too, yeah. I don't know. You just feel exhausted. You do. It is. It is mentally draining. But now we're playing live and next month i can't believe it's next month i know i can't believe it it's weird to like to announce a show and like my drama's booking a flight and we're gonna we're gonna get rent a b&b like we're gonna rent like a crazy b&b with like a pool and like oh my gosh that's rooms. a good idea we're gonna have like a crazy house we're gonna rent for two nights um because the day before me and my wife have our 25th anniversary of marriage oh the day my before. gosh so we can't we can't fuck up that um are you gonna get the uh true romance uh, we, no, again. we did that before. That, that was wonderful. Me. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, people listening in California, you can rent the True Romance uh, Cadillac, oh my gosh. the actual Cadillac, the purple one. It's pretty cool. I and love that Instagram. Instagram yeah, Instagram, the True Romance Cadillac. Um, that guy's awesome. That. He used to have a True Romance Festival as well. It was awesome. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Like, me, what did me, they do? me and Michael Rapport hosted it once at, at this spot. And um, I don't know, somewhere over there. I don't know. We did it once. We hosted it and he had a couple of people from the movie. So you show the movie, then do the Q&A after. It was awesome. I need to bring it back in some way. I know. Uh, You're a big fan then, huh? Yeah. I mean, there's... It's one of the greatest movies ever. It's so, so great. It's beautiful. I watched on the plane, uh, just got back from New York, it was Badlands. You know what's so crazy? My friend told me yesterday, he's like, I'm going to go watch Badlands now with my friends. I'm like, I forgot about the movie. I looked up, I was like, oh shit, I I need to watch this again. It's the same music Mm. from True... Yes. So so it's from that. Wow. I didn't know. Is Badlands a good movie? It was good. It, I I really liked. It. I, I need mean, to go back and watch. Rewatch. I that. like the um, fugitive, uh, you know, uh, like natural born killers. Yes. Again, that was. We have, have you a, seen California. I watched it because you put it on your it's story. Good, and that man, was right? really good. Julia and I love David Duchovny too. Yeah. <laughs> and fucking uh, Brad Pitt's character. Oh my you god. You should dude. do more movie like recommendations. I'll do. I'll do more. I haven't watched movies lately. I fell off. But yeah, I'll do some more. Uh, yeah. Something wild. No, I haven't seen it. Oh my God. Ray Liotta's first movie. Okay. It's with Melanie Griffith. Okay. And it's a love violent. Ooh, I love it. Fucking, it's like true romance vibes. Okay. It's incredible, man. Oh man, I'm going to watch and it. And Ray Liotta looks so, my wife thinks he's so hot. Like he has like the fucked up face, but he's so young. And, like mm-hmm. Looks like Elvis vibe. Okay. Watching it that. It is really, really great. So ca- the California one, something wild, true romance. What are some other, you have any other favorite movies? Oh man. Uh, it's so hard. Um favorite well la confidential oh yeah it's great yeah movie, yeah but also the james elroy books as as well i listening to them on audiobooks because there's just too, do too much i do read a lot okay. yeah and um at one point i had like three books open at once and i Damn. i do this thing where i just pick them up and i i i really especially towards the end because i don't want them to end so i yeah. kind of start another one to like Really? Long, <laughs> so we never longer. finish it kind of for a while. Well, yeah. I mean, sometimes I I'll just knock them out, but I did. I started getting that habit of that, and so at that point, I had two going, and I really wanted to pick up the James Elroy. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the L.A. Quartet's four books and L.A. Confidentials. You know, one of them. And it's based off of the four. Okay. So and Neil, um, uh, in the band. He listened to them on audiobooks. He's like, and I'd never ever listened to audiobooks yeah. before then. And 
I just was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And yeah, I was hooked um, okay. on the first one. The first one's a Black Dahlia. And the second one is a Big Nowhere. And they're they're great. But yeah, so I, I like Confidential. is like a, a, a love, love. Can watch it over and over. Fargo can watch over I and Fargo over. It's great. Yeah. So I just think of like movies I could watch But you said Black Dahlia. Do you, you watch like a lot of murder stuff? You know, um, I like crime drama um i've definitely gone through phases of watching serial killers. serial killers documentaries and stuff but it's not really that i don't know i like the crime yeah drama of like i don't know, like a mystic river or something great like, fucking movie. <laughs> like that's like the movie Is that Sean Penn? uh yeah, yeah I, see, it's I, think great so. movie. I think so wow. yeah i haven't seen it in so long it's but that's heavy, another man. one so heavy there's a lot yeah yeah of the I, departed I, like i love the departed man. How about The Town? You seen The Town? I haven't seen The Town. Okay, it's the same directors, I think. Okay. It's in Boston. I, I haven't seen Bank The Town. Bank robbery type shit. Yeah, love it. Um, it's kind of what I'm into. Wow. So, so do, here's a question. Do you have any regrets in your life? Yeah, um, It's hard. <laughs> Not regrets because I really do believe even at times in my life where I think I was doing nothing or I was, you know, fucking around and just feel like I didn't have as much ambition as I did in other parts of my life. Yeah. Every, all of those moments led me to some type of discovery. Yeah. And sometimes you need that and yeah. you need the fucking up. I do I wish I hadn't like in high school, I was a great student, junior high, high school and was playing guitar all the time. And then, you know, sophomore year, junior year, not junior, senior, really just wanted to party, oh, wow. smoke okay. weed. Like I smoked a lot of weed and wow. I really wish I hadn't because I don't anymore. I can't at all. So you kind of wild out then? I don't like, I was just smoking weed, that's I it, think. Right? And that's the thing that um, I just kind of, that and like hanging out, going to the beach. And mm-hmm. I, there was a year or two there where I wasn't playing guitar. I was okay. just hanging out with just... I don't know. I don't hang out with any of those people anymore. Mm. I don't ever stay in touch a, with them. Being a kid. Being a kid. Yeah. And I don't, so I can't like regret that. Um, I just wish that I had um, leaned more into what I loved in school, which was reading and writing and yeah. literature. And I wish I had gone to school for that. Cause at, yeah. at the end of the day, it's like just, you know, get a bachelor's in literature, just say, go to school and you had to read a bunch of books. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's my only thing. But again, I, everything you know happens led, for a reason it happens for a reason yeah everything got you to this moment this podcast everything led me to <laughs> right here to the stella farting on me <laughs> um do you have any daily rituals um uh you know i uh, you coffee person i'm a coffee person okay. oh my gosh but never i don't even drink a whole cup sometimes mm-hmm. coffee and something sweet okay. i can't get out of bed until I have it. Uh, right now, I'm... Every morning. Every morning. Um, these these perfect bars or peanut butter. I know what perfect bars Yeah, are. I don't think they're Yeah, my vegan. wife eats them because they're not vegan. They're not, those peanut butter bars in the fridge are yeah. Yes, and not vegan, oh yeah. my God. I, are, they're very rich too. They're very... They're like 21 grams of protein. Yeah. They keep you full until lunchtime. Yeah. And... Um, you have to have them cold, right? Yeah, you mm-hmm. keep them cold they don't go bad they just get it melty and greasy yeah, yeah, yeah and it's a bad habit because they're 
like two fifty a piece, and I eat one. I have to have one every day. You eat a whole one of those and a half a cup of coffee. Yeah. Wow. And I have to. It's almost. Yeah, I can't get out of bed. In the, if if that's not there, I gonna have a bad day. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Or I make oatmeal with honey. Oatmeal, so good. Oatmeal, yeah. Um, How long have you been on the um, uh, the peanut butter bars for? A long time. Uh, yeah, I two thousand uh, end of two thousand eighteen. Damn girl, <laughs> wow. Perfect bar. I brought, Just the peanut butter one. No, the peanut butter one, almond one, and the coconut one. Okay. They have some other flavors. I'm like, surprised they're not vegan. They're so close to being vegan. It's so weird to me, man. I know. I'm really, I wonder. Because I oh, looked at them before. I was like, these look so good. There has to be. And I just recently, like, I need to make these, if some something like this, mm. because this is just too much. Yeah. You know. Costing a lot of money. You should yeah. do that. I had a dream about it. About, about making <laughs> yeah, them? Yeah. Like peanut butter, <laughs> like rolled in sugar. I don't know. <laughs> you could do that. Wow. So again, I'm would you have a top five favorite bands? I know that. Uh, yeah. Would Bad Religion be one of them? Yes, I would say Bad Religion. Number one is Alkaline Trio. I'm just not. What up, Skeebs? Gonna deny it. Okay. Love it so much, and I I know it. Life changer. That because there's not an album I don't like. Okay. That's how I really you know or and how often I listen to it. Yeah. You know, it's all the time. Um. And uh, Bad Religion for sure. Descendants. I think da- Descendants is the second Let's go. one to me They're as mine, well. For sure. um, Original pop punk shit. Them Ramo- that's like the West Coast and then there's Ramones East Coast. Yeah. Like the melodic, catchy punk rock. Yep. Yeah. Love songs. Love songs. Yeah. I mean, I'm just a Coffee sucker for farts. it. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> totally. My whole thing is based off of that. Um, and then Bl- I'm Blink-182. I'm because I respect it was that you put them in there. Such an influence to me, that. and I still listen to that all of the time. That's amazing. That's part of your life. I'm it like, is, yeah. Wow. And, and Green Day too. So I, I'd say those I love are that. like the ones I don't. Trio, Bad Religion, Descendants, Descendants, Blink Blink, Blink, and Green Day. Green, it's kind of stand. I mean, it's you can, it's kind of yeah. just, and it hasn't changed. You wow. Know? Um, is there something you listen to that people might not expect you listen to because you're in a punk band? Oh, well, Taylor Swift. I love, Sick. love, love, love Taylor Swift. Um, That's awesome. Really into this guy, Amigo the Devil. Okay. Uh, I didn't know that this was the, gen- the genre that it's called, but I saw him on a playlist recently, and the playlist is called Murder Folk. <laughs> Murder Folk. Murder Folk. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, what's the guy? Oh, there's another guy that's kind of popular like right now. Rap? There's all kinds of shit now, man. Yeah. Oh, there's another guy that's popular. He wears a mask. Murder folk. Doom? No, it's MF like a. Doom? Oh my gosh. She said murder folk. Murder folk. So he, he he's. It's a genre. It's a genre. I didn't know, but he's just him in a guitar or him in a banjo. It's really simple, but it's really dark. Interesting. And, um, but the production on it is just so haunting and and big you like dark things you like dark really stuff. yeah I, I i do like dark theme things his things are he has a one song called uh two songs that i love hell and you hell and you and then Dahmer goes to hollywood what? and what? Uh, they're so dark damn he just had a new album come out you don't out. give off that that vibe though at all <laughs> i don't no not at all you into that stuff i'm just like um, <laughs> I love, yeah. I mean, one of my one, Mystic one, River and Amigo the Devil. Yeah, <laughs> one, one of my one of my questions is: you consider yourself an optimist or pessimist? But I already know that you're an optimist. Yeah, 
I, I, you, you have such uh, good positive energy. I am. You know what? I just have to say, you live that so well. I know I see it and you like that's your thing. But when I was working with you on the live stream and now with H2O. I'm now we're friends. It, now with H2O. Liquid Death. With Liquid Death. And I talk to you all the time. Now we're friends. You are we're friends, but you live it. I mean, people say that they are. I mean, I just through and through. And Thank you. I, you see it in your kid. He's wonderful and so polite and just... Um, you don't always meet kids that can interact with adults and be cool, yeah. you know, and um, all of your friends. And I feel like your friends are my friends anytime I Hell meet yeah. them. Of course. But yeah, I, Thank I, you. I, it's been really nice talking to you and having you in my life because um, it's just, it's a reminder. You need people like that because it's very easy to have people that think the other bring way. Bring you down, yeah. And bring you down. Or, um, you know, you can hey i'm stressed about this well if you look at it this way it's fine or totally. it's gonna be okay and yeah um that's really important so i know i can be a pessimistic person but i've just learned that that if you go that way it will be bad totally you, it's what and it's okay to go there for a moment totally. we're not like, perfect let it in yeah be emo about it for a second put on an emo song <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and write an emo song, but then put some uplifting shit on after that. Yeah, like, and that's the thing is, like I, small things or something. I don't know. I feel really optimistic, but I do go to a dark. I mean, I like to write darker themes, and mm. I don't know. Uh, but it's all shrouded in pop. The have melody you dealt with depression in your life? Um, anxiety. Okay, and um, OCD when I was a kid. So you have like, that like certified. I, I did when I was young. Like, I, I really did. And my yeah. fear was the bubonic plague. Wow. <laughs> you just lived through something. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And then I, like, actually living through this. I mean, that was, like, fear, I again, I loved. I called this shit. His, yeah? No, what? you said, no, like, you lived through it. Oh, yeah. He was like, what did you call the plague? No, no, no. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just um, had such an irrational fear of it because I was obsessing over it when I learned about it in history class. And wow. then I wanted to, like, read everything about it. And I think I just like obsessed over that. And then I started believing it. Wow. Even though I knew it wasn't real, you know. Holy shit. And, but I had really great parents who recognized that. And it's like, okay, no, this is what this is. It's like an irrational thought and cognitive therapy with medication wow. really solved, uh, um, cured me. And I haven't felt that. Like I don't, I, everybody has a little OCD. Like yeah. that's. Are you on medication for, for it still? No, I, no, I, stopped when i was <gasps> turning that off um when i was in uh so ocd does that mean like you like have to walk through a door like 10 times or open yep. a door you did that yeah like so when what, I was, what was one of the things you did also happened when i um moved to i don't really talk about this much but i, I have recently and i feel okay talking about it um you don't have to, don't what, to no no i don't mind because i have place here before kitchen. when i moved to same time when i learned picking up when i sorry when i picked up guitar when I moved, mm -hmm. that's when it happened. Um, I, okay, here's one. So because of the bu bu bubonic plague, which I know is curable and it, rare, it does exist, but it's just rare. And even if you get it, you know, it's curable. But every so often in California, there is an outbreak of bubonic plague with ground squirrels. Or, <laughs> really? Yeah. And <laughs> so they, um, I don't know, like they eradicate the squirrel. I don't know, they, they get rid of it. 
This is crazy. I know this. But there's down at the beach in Carlsbad or a lot of beachy areas. Yeah. There's ground squirrels in okay. like kind of um in the um like native vegetation. Okay. The ground squirrels are there. So and I loved going to the beach. And then when this fear developed, I wouldn't go to the beach because I thought like if I walked there, then they were on my shoes and then I'd bring it in. Like it was really bad. How did you first hear about this bubonic plague? Oh, in history and class. And, and that's when it stuck with you. Yeah. Because wow. I was just like obsessed with it. I just was wanted to read more about it. When was the last it? time we had that outbreak for humans? Like when was that? Oh, not humans, but like animals get it. People get it. Um, like, uh, you know what? It was fucked up. In the uh, <laughs> last year, in the right when the i mean maybe a month or so after that i don't say june of yeah. last year everything is just crazy I mean, hardcore is, yeah it, um somebody there was a man that got it a bubonic plague i don't know where it was and um it's like so so outbreak of bubonic plague somewhere i'm like of course you know <laughs> but are it, you tripping on that it re- it really prepared me because i i I think people are going to walk out of this with really bad mental, like, um, I don't know, like a lot of, they're not going to be able to do a lot of things. Not PTSD, but like, I don't, yeah, you're just going to develop it. And I know Mm. that because you just live that way and you think about it. And I think again, everyone has little tendencies, right? If you were to constantly give in to the thing that you need to give into or, or, or do over again, um, I know a lot of people could go that way. Yeah. I mean, so the the thing for me with the bubonic plague that I was scared of was you couldn't, you were like basically rotting, but you're still conscious and you can't see your loved ones. Like I remember being a kid and being like, mm. you can't touch your loved ones or whatever. And that's what was happening here. Not that you were rotting, yeah, but you, you couldn't yeah. touch anyone. And I mean, we were, I, I self-quarantined. I took it yep. very seriously. Um, but it also, I just, I don't know. I think that prepared me yeah. weirdly. That is interesting. To just get through it because you could be someone that's like kind of lived your way life with a, some intense OCD and then something like this happens and yeah. you go crazy. I mean, Off the rails. A lot of people do just disinfecting everything. And, mm-hmm. and I never did any of that. I didn't, you know. So when did you kind of not grow out of OCD and stop taking it. When did that happen? It was really short because again, my, my parents knew like my parents okay. like knew what it was and they just like nipped it in the butt. Wow. And then it was gone and it was just, that's amazing. I, and I think though, I, f- I really feel for people that have mental. It. Yeah, man. I remember, um, like watching that show hoarders and I was never, yeah. ho- that was never a thing that I, I, I don't identify with that. Yeah. But because people don't understand it, and it's like they have to. Yeah. I think it takes um, being there in some capacity to really understand like mental illness. So yeah, people yeah, yeah. just tell, tell, and I have not been depressed. I'm anxious, but people that are depressed, I get it. You can't just tell someone to, hey, get up, PMA. It's not going to work I'm for not. them. It's not going to work. And it, it's, it's a lot of therapy and it is medication. Yeah. There, medication saved me and i think it's yeah. overly prescribed these days totally but i think with the right help unfortunately it's mm-hmm. hard to get the right help so can you imagine being a kid and someone your parents saying oh you're crazy stop doing that you're stupid don't do that um then you hide that behavior or you you become Sad you man. could become 
easily become homeless because you suicidal suicidal you can't do anything like i just see how people can um really suffer and it's a huge problem that help isn't available and um now it's just like here take these pills you're fine yeah because you can't just take the pills you have Mm -hmm. to have the cognitive you have to have therapy and you have to um find the right therapist and yeah sometimes the right pills there's so many of them And some of those can have adverse effects that are just as bad. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had it easy. I I think I just, I really did. Boom. It was quick. Yeah. That's amazing to have that. Yeah. Your mom, your parents found that. Yeah. Um, But um, yeah, so that's an interesting thing that I don't normally talk about. But (laughs) I appreciate it. Your your parents seem very supportive. Yes, they are. And um, as much as, you know, they really wanted me to do school and college um and i did you know but they always were like that's that's the thing that you're doing yeah and i know that uh, my dad told me recently a few years ago he's just he's like i'm just so happy that you are so happy and that you do this thing that brings you so much joy because and you found a way to um you know make it work make it work and Mm -hmm have a career yeah. in that's parallel to it yeah and you know because a lot of people i don't know that's that's the thing it's it's a, a hobby but it's also just yeah. it, it is my life you know totally. and so he told me once he was just very happy as a parent to know that yeah. just children are doing the thing they, they come see you play your parents uh yeah yeah my dad my dad awesome. used to come to like every show in san diego and i was like you don't have to come to every that's show. amazing though <laughs> super supportive yeah yeah wow so the next thing coming out is the uh sort of like a is it, you call it a live stream what are you calling it um wait i don't even know what we're calling it yes but i mean you know Death here's the thing with the know. the live streams is that like people like are they live or are they pre-recorded they're it's, almost all pre-recorded it's everybody. all pre-recorded yeah, if you're and and you see there i've seen some a few those ones at studio four i think the bouncing souls did one the menzingers mm-hmm. did one so only live live ones i've seen they're great but um pre-recorded but we're playing live like you're getting the yes. live thing which is what you totally. don't get on an album mm-hmm. you know and hey we're not out there playing shows so what makes you think like exactly. you why protect that's the thing with like the h2o one yeah why are we pretending no yeah. one wants to see it. it's actually this to me the saddest thing you were playing it an empty venue no one's <laughs> why do the whole live it's only fun playing yeah. live it's hard to go off by yourself in a room man when nobody it's it's hard it's i don't go off here i barely practice with my band i barely go off at band practice so that's all it was yeah know, i don't we don't go off at band practice yeah. but you know where we get off uh, go get off go off on <laughs> get off on is the, the live shows is the live audience. shows and like a performance so when we put this into like a performance piece and then we were able to kind of think about a, a cinematic way that yeah. we wanted to do it that got us like excited totally but it's not making a music video because when you make a music video you're not playing you're lip syncing and you're pretending to play it. Exactly. it doesn't matter if you play the wrong chord you can like pretend 100 percent. so this one no, like, i'm excited to see it because i remember you guys filming it and where you guys went yeah 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 it's oh yeah cool so and then may 29th you have a show may 29th i'm excited so excited and, and then um what else where can people find you um online uh website. well youtube is a great one to discover us Kay. actually um you have patreon too right yeah and that yes thank you 
my Patreon that I started during quarantine has been the thing that's kept me playing music consistently. I've played guitar more consistently through this time than I ever have in my whole life, except for maybe when I started playing guitar in seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade. Um, Every single day, um, playing acoustic, learning, playing with a capo, which I had never done before. Is this your personal page or is it Bomb Pops? Patreon? It's a personal one. Awesome. Yeah. And I. Um, it's going good. You like it on Patreon? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I like it. I've changed it a lot. It's been over a year since I've had it. And there's some people there. A shout out to them <laughs> because okay. they're just the best group of people. It's I, easy to work with on that platform and stuff like that. Yeah. It's really cool. People tell me do it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. You, you, sh- you okay. should. Um, because, you know, it's like we were sitting here talking before. And some of that stuff you can put on your, yeah, your Patreon. Yeah, stuff on the podcast. That's on yeah. the podcast. And, um, and so people are like, okay. Yeah, it's really it's really fun. So I do acoustic videos. And then, but so I, I started playing live like acoustic for just okay. my Patreon. But then I was feeling that it was like quantity over quality. And I also wanted to learn how to record myself. And yep. I spent all of last year setting up a home studio. Sick. And now I'm still learning just... You know, so I want to make something that I can put out there. Okay, and content creators, yep. <laughs> as we have to be. But I also like sharing the journey of it. So if I've covered a song or if I've done a version of a bomb pop song, what was the discovery of getting there? Why did I play it this way? Why yep. did I? Um, or if it's a song that I'm covering, I talk about what the song means to me, what the like lyrics that. mean to me, why I dissect it all. And then I do yeah. a, a live run through of it. There's a, a few different things on a Patreon, but... Um, so that's, yeah, gen pop, but the bomb pops on YouTube. If you just research okay. the bomb pops on YouTube, we have some really fun music videos that we're really proud of. And that's awesome. Um, and then bomb pops, Instagram, right? Yeah. Instagram and YouTube, um, for the bomb pops and myself, I think you know, TikTok. No, but <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not on there either. Yeah, no. My son is, my son's on there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think you should be on there. I, I feel know, like man. I might be too old for that. Shit, I, man. you know what? The ageism stuff with that, I don't agree. Because some of the, the best stuff I see is okay. older people getting creative with it is really funny to me. And you're just, you're like, you know what's up. Yeah, I'm in the mix, I guess. You're in yeah. the mix and it's all about what the songs are trending. Yeah. You do really well. I get that through my son too. Yeah, I get yeah. the songs. You, so you're not going to go on there at all? Or no? I think I am. You know what I'm really into? Huh. <laughs> it's like, so I got a puppy during quarantine and she's my whole... No, my, puppy's just, so cute, yes. Sh- Thank you. Um, she is at the vet right now. Oh, shit. Yeah. And she split open a paw pad. But um, I just getting into dog training, that was my okay. dog training got me through it. Um, but now I, I, I want to have her. I just want to be the person that's, I mean, I don't really care, but it could easily be everything I post is a picture of my dog. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of was thinking, and everything I watch, though, on Instagram has so many dogs so many dogs. so much dog content and then i see these people getting really creative with the reels on instagram mm-hmm. with the dog stuff and i think that's what i where i might go okay. i might make that art. <laughs> coming out with dogs yeah i could hurt i can do a, a some tiktok stuff i don't know you should do it you should do tiktok and you should do patreon and you should be mm. like I don't know. You you just have it. Let's I think go get a phone on over here, man. I know. I, sh- I shouldn't. The vet was going to call. That's oh, really? Why. But I, it's it's all good. She won't be ready to Um. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Um, 
We co- what else did we cover? We covered all your stuff in here. We covered least. everything. We went there. We covered your whole life. Yeah. Deep dive. We um, really did. Let's see what else. Is there anything the pandemic taught you? I, I guess you just said it pretty much. I kind of answered the question. Yeah, to like just... Like studio recording made you hustle more, different things, creative stuff. Yeah, all that, yeah. Oh, just I think the general things that a lot of people learned is just um, to appreciate your people and yeah. appreciate the things that you have. 100%. I mean, everything that we took for granted, including playing shows. True. It's like, oh, no, I never was that way. Like, I don't yeah. want to play a show, but there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I'll catch that band next time they come around. Totally. No. I was never like that. Though. I would just go to like All every shows, show. Yeah. But um, yeah, just that and um, um, not working yourself, like spreading yourself thin, thin with yeah. projects because mm-hmm. I'm, I, I love my job and I love my music and I need to, and I love spending Balance time with my boyfriend and my dog yep. and like, keep it there right balance it all and when it comes time for other projects like just being selective of them say no once in a while saying no yeah is hard it is hard and especially it's been nice socially because you haven't had to say yes i was really bad at that i would go everything and then (laughs) you know but really just taking it easy on myself and not good getting worked up or, or having anxiety because i didn't finish something that i said i would exactly. you know i like that don't yeah. spray yourself too thin and um, taking on less so you can finish the things and do them well yeah and take care of yourself too as well you know that's important too 100 percent. mind body and soul yeah pma yes <laughs> <laughs> all right jen thank you so much for being here thank you so much that was awesome thank you bye bye thank you so much for listening to the one life and chance podcast appreciate your subscriptions Please rate, review, spread the word, share it, whatever you can do. I appreciate it so much. I'm having so much fun doing this podcast, and I appreciate all the support. You guys are fucking awesome.